episode, Black Girl Brunch in a Hizzy. Hey, my name's Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we're pumped up for this week's episode. Isn't that how, like, white dads be every time, like, they're excited about getting to a music park? <laughs> but who's pumped? Me. <laughs> Essentially. Who's ready to rock it out? Because who's ready to rock and roll? <laughs> All right, we're going to have a blast. Everyone got their sunscreen? Yeah, no? Thumbs up, down? Okay, great. <laughs> That's me, because I love Rock the music out. Perks. Oh, my God. So one time, me and my mom was at Friendly's. Why are you shaking your t- titties? That's not my titties, my chest. Oh, same thing. I feel like when you got big boobs, everything you shake is somehow related back to your titties. But anyway, sorry. Me and my mom were at Friendly's one time, and there was these kids acting <laughs> crazy in the next booth. So their dad hit the table and was like, knock it off! <laughs> I remember you telling <laughs> I was, my mom said, ooh. Did they knock it off them? They was, they set their asses down. <laughs> Papa Bear got red. I picture like this little kid running around with like thin hair and just being so big. <laughs> they had bowl cuts. It was like two of them. He hit that table. He said, knock it off. They knocked that shit off. Oh too. my gosh, this is so random, but I got snacks for you, Iman. What? I hope they still good. It's like from my graze box. I, oh my God. I didn't want, it's a lot of them. Oh my, I'm blushing. Uh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Gift giving. Yes. That is like my love language, receiving gifts. My number one. Um, how, speaking of love, oh, actually, how was your week? It was cool. I had a three-day weekend. That's lovely. And I stayed in the house and I watched um, TV. That's amazing. Yeah, right? I have had a very productive week so far. I've been editing YouTube videos that I've been hoarding on my computer. Because oh, it was productive, too. Yeah, because you're clean. You did some and stuff And then like I looked back at my script. There we go. Moving forward. But I have been just editing videos that I've had just sitting down. I watched that Goop series on Netflix, which was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Y'all, please watch it. Gwyneth Paltrow got her staff going through it on spiritual journeys. I didn't think I would like it, but it was really, really so funny. I don't know. I low-key like, was like, damn, this is like a dream company. Like I would just want to go there and just lose my shit. Like imagine your boss like being like, you know what? Self care is so important. Go to Antarctica and run in the snow for healing. She be doing stuff like that. They be doing stuff like that. They be going doing shrooms in the woods. What? Yes, they had this one episode where they taught women how to orgasm with this specialist. Um, they had to take pictures. Well, they didn't have to. I'm sure it was 100 percent consentful. Like they learned about like how to um. Like, how to have an orgasm. And this lady, like, I think she said she did the study with 500 women and, like, 480-something have had orgasms based on her practice. So, sis know what she's doing. So, it was all about, like, satisfying your body and normalizing the way, like, uh certain people private parts look because some people just feel like you know from porn they model how their body's supposed to look from that and like Gwyneth Paltrow was saying so many of them women have had surgeries to make their vaginas look like that like things have been like tucked and cut to make it look almost childlike so I like that they ended the episode with showing like how some people's vaginas look um, and some of them looked, they were all so different. They show real vaginas? They show real vaginas. 
They show real vaginas on TV. And it was just like all so different, like different colors, different shapes. Like, like, and it like honestly, people be needing to see that because you be feeling like, damn, no, my shit ugly. You know what I mean? Because I, mean, but I get it. Some people do. I don't feel that way because yeah, I like I don't like my thing is it's not my business what my vagina looks like. Same. That that's whoever I'm having sex with. Also, for. like mine look like a triangle. I don't like it's just, it's just not my business, but it's, and things have been working for me. You know what I mean? I think that a lot of the people who were like being interviewed, like some of them as like lesbians, they didn't feel like one girl was saying, I only feel comfortable giving, I don't feel comfortable receiving, I don't understand my body. You know what I mean? Damn. Then, like, uh, some people were like a little older and they just didn't feel like they had a right to have an orgasm. Like, the sex was for the man. But honestly, I never felt that way. Like, I always <laughs> I yeah, felt you, like. No. I've stopped and been like, this isn't fun multiple times. Like, no, this will not be just your show. <laughs> so, but I've been I've been blessed to come up under the internet that taught me that. Yeah. Like, a lot of people haven't had that. Like, cultural things. Watch Goop, okay? Watch Goop. How many episodes is it? I don't remember, because I started with the orgasm one, to be honest with you. So, I think that was... <laughs> I thought, oh, <laughs> this is interesting. So, I, I, I went right to that one. Me and Nakia watched it. And then... um. I found out she has a podcast, the Goop podcast. And I'm like, I'm I'm Goop, I'm getting gagged by Goop. <laughs> I'm so interested. These white women be having fun. You hear me? That's the type of white women I'm trying to be around. The ones be like, it's one o'clock. <coughs> the one that all they do is wear denim, like matching two piece outfits and like And they wear sweatpants and, when they want to. And avocados. And wine and sangria and flatbread. Mitch match socks. Yes, and just. With $500 sneakers. Oh my God. I love it. And matching planners with the pins. And like, I'm sorry. Like, that, I was like, I wanna be a white woman. <laughs> I wanna be white. <laughs> That's what I felt watching, when I was watching Goof. I'm like, and all of a sudden, I'm Caucasian. That's crazy. Like, I really am white. <laughs> That really made me wish I was Gwyneth Paltrow. I love Gwyneth Paltrow. But, she, but the thing is that she did have black women on there. Like let's like whipping. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there were black women, and they were like they were the type of black women I felt like I you know I identified with. Like I I, I don't know. I feel like Gwyneth Paltrow was pretty uh, with it. Yeah, she seems like a safer white woman. Like she knows she knows what has to happen, and I'll leave it there. So, cut the cameras. Cut the cameras. Um, so let's get into this fade four. So shouts to Elena. She gave us an awesome fade four. Um, and actually so many people gave us really great ones, but this is the one that kind of like, like stood out to us and we're like, oh, that's really cool. So four ways that we show affection or that we like to show affection, starting with you. Um, mine are, here's my four. I don't know why I started there. (laughs) Mine are, um, (laughs) One in no order, of course. Um, cooking, I love to cook for people. Wow! And also, I love to feed people. I notice. Yep. I love people like you eat this. Like I really get like when people don't want to eat what I'm offering them. I'm like, <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Like I love feeding people. Um, another one is buying things that remind me of a person. Yes. So if I see like um like a keychain or like a pen or something like that, I'm like, oh that reminds me of and then like I'll get it for them. Like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um another one is making memes. 
<laughs> of a person or like sending memes. That's um yeah, sending memes. I feel like when somebody send you a meme, that's when your friendship have elevated. Yeah, also making them. I yeah. enjoy making. Um, it always cracks me up. I can't make memes, but people do. I really love it. Um, another one is a playful nickname. Hmm. I don't have one. I feel like you. I feel like I just can't nickname you. Same. I'm remember, I put, remember, I put. Um, <laughs> I put your name in my phone as Dookie Head. You got so mad. Yes, that is so ugly. <laughs> and it was funny because the picture, like you were smiling. You got so. <laughs> change that. <laughs> I think I changed it like a few, like when I was in college, actually. As when, a Dookie Head. Yeah, I was like, Ew, <laughs> that's so nasty. <laughs> Because I thought it was so funny, but, like, you did, you did it. I'm going to delete all that shit. <laughs> but, like, I, I feel like mainly the playful nick, the nickname thing is for kids and animals for and, me. And what about men in your life? I don't really. When I was, like, in high school, I did that, but I don't think I've ever. I can't think of me doing it. Like, like a partner. I might, like, if it comes, but I forgot that was a thing, like, dating. Yeah, I don't. I don't see myself doing it. I was thinking. I was thinking about like what I would call him, but I just don't do that. Like you know what I mean. I feel like the people I love the most. I'll be real serious about their names. Yeah. So I'll be separate. And it and it's funny because I don't call like people by their street name. I know, especially boys. You be saying I, their name clear as shit. I do not call them street names. You like Marcus. <laughs> I will not. You will not be called a nickname by me. <laughs> that's for them other hoes. Yep. That's um, how I feel. So for mine, showing affection, I would say mine is cooking too. Like I love when I get people in my clutches and I get to like make drinks for them. I'm like, look, I got snacks. Like <laughs> I love sharing. Okay, I, or sharing. That's, yeah, you you do. There we go. Instead, it's not just about cooking. It's just about sharing my things. Like that's how I show affection. Like even my like students are always like, why are you always giving us stuff? And I'm like, well, when you come into my office, like you know. Everything is like mine is yours, essentially. That's how you know, like, I really, really love you. Um, second would be advocacy. Like, when I like someone, I advocate for them. Like, if you tell me, like, okay, this person is giving me a hard time at work, I'm like, you want me to say something? Like, that's that's <laughs> how I am. Like, I'm peeping, I'm watching. Like, my little brother one time, he was working at California Pizza Kitchen, and he said this girl, like, playfully, like, hit him with a broom. I was about to be I the fuck that. up there. Do not do that. Don't play. Like, and I, it's just, it don't even have to be people that I necessarily love, but just people that I feel any type of anything to. I'm like, I will take up for you if you need me to take up for you. That's, like, the big sister and the Leo in me. Um... Third would definitely uh, be compliments and small details. Like, I like to let people know that I see them, not in a way that's like, okay, no, no, like, I'm talking to you. But, no, like, I see you. I know you don't usually wear those glasses, and today you're wearing something different. I noticed you got, like, a candle that, you know, you don't usually have. I noticed that green looks good on you. And I'm like, if you're – it's nothing wrong with giving compliments as long as they come from – a true and authentic nature because everyone has something like good about them. And finally would be quality time. Cause I love spending time with the people. Yes. Oh my gosh. Iman be like, 
all right, I know that, like, you could, but, like, if you could slither over. Yeah, I like, I just, and the thing is, I don't like to be around everyone. I only like to be around the people I like. It's funny, because, like, I said, like, three times when I was staying in the house with Ethiopia, you was like, yeah, if, but, like, if you could. I'm like, but if you were in a mood for Ethiopian food, you can always get Ethiopian food. But no pressure. <laughs> I don't want pressure, but once you get to my apartment, it is hard for you to leave. That's why I don't come. If I had to work, I do not go over at my place. I do not. Because we be she, doing dumb shit. Cause, and she's not going to let me leave. Exactly. Like, I know. If you have to leave, I will let you. Barely. <laughs> but during parties, no. Nobody gets to go. Yeah. I just, yeah, I do like quality time. Gosh. I start I start feeling like I'm going through withdrawal when I don't see certain <laughs> people. Like, right now, I'm going through, like, I, I was going through withdrawal, like, last week because I didn't see Lacey. Right now, I'm going through withdrawal because I haven't seen, like, my cousin Kiki in a while. And I'm also going <laughs> I haven't seen with, cousin Kiki in a while. Yes. And I'm also going through withdrawal because I haven't hung out with Rel and Sean in a minute, like, since we worked out. So, it's, like, just a lot of my friends Damn, that, like. I never worked out with them. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, So, yeah, I just be needing to see people. That's why, like, and, like, again, you notice I talked about affection for, like, my family and friends. But the same way goes, like, with romance. Like, that quality time thing. Bro, and I need, niggas don't be trying to spend the time. I'm like, I'm, that's when I start getting real needy. Um... Toast for assist. So we got a, a hefty one this week. We're toasting to three women, okay? So the first woman is someone that Sabrina and I stumbled upon on Instagram, okay? So she's this traveling hairstylist by the name of Kamani Kier, and that's spelled on Instagram, at K-I-M-A-N-I-K-E-I-R, okay? So she's a traveling hairstylist, a licensed cosmetologist, and her braids are so freaking fun, okay? So she does, most of her clients are kids, but she does them of all ages. I loved it. But she is like, uh, like she braids their hair in hearts. She puts, adds so ribbons, cute. glitter, and it's just so cool to see someone giving like these super duper whimsical hairstyle of black little Yeah, girls. and it's not, because I feel like when we was growing up, our hairstyles was like strict as shit. Yeah. The most fun we had is like beads. But they yeah. was at the end of your hair. Yeah. and But I feel like when you start getting older, you like beads and stuff was not something you could add anymore. It's like something you grew out of. But yeah. I think something's happening now. Like even as adult, we were adults, we're wearing charms in our hair. So cute. Like we're, we're adding ribbon and glitter and we're putting doing things with our baby hair. So I just feel like it's so cool. It kind of reminds me of like, like that Cindy Lou Who meets like urban because it's like braids and bows yeah, and glitter and it's, like the, and it's also like the like jojo siwa thing exactly like, and I, I don't know it's just a fun time for black girls to like express themselves so i'm especially I'm, for the kids i'm so happy for that because i wanted to so i remember when i was younger it was this white girl who her hair was like dyed like her parents would her dye her hair like pink and all the stuff like that in elementary school and i used to be like 
Damn, you funny shit. I know. My mom's like, don't try that over here. <laughs> so that's our first toast for assist, okay? The second one, all right, this comes from Chanel number nine, okay? One of our favorite, favorite, favorite friends to the podcast. She actually let us know that her sister, whose name is Mars Nolan, actually released a book called Funny Girl. It's a book of poems, and it's actually available on paperback on Amazon. So um, she was saying that last year, her sister, who's 19 years old, went through a really rough year. And as part of her self-healing, she wrote a book of poetry. So please follow Mars on Instagram at mars.nolan, M-A-R-S dot N-O-L-A-N. And just take a look at, like... Um, a few previews of her poetry, but I think that's outstanding for somebody to be 19 years old and to recognize uh, a productive and healthy way Mm -hmm. to heal because we've all had moments where we needed to heal. And sometimes it's just so hard to do the the healthy thing. Mm -hmm. So shouts to her for taking the healthy route. And then finally, this is kind of like a pray for assist slash uh, toast for assist. So you probably seen by now, there's this video floating around on social media of a stripper by the name of Gina Sky, she actually like fell from a really really high pole. I think they equated it to being two stories high. Oh god! She fucking fell mid air while doing a split, and she got up and continued to dance. But she broke a jaw. She fucked up some teeth. And she sprained her. Ankle. She sprained her ankle. And you have to think like uh, strippers don't usually have insurance. Okay. Yeah, because they're independent. They're independent contractors. Getting your jaw wired sh- uh, shut and healing—that means she's going to be out of work for a very long time. Yeah. And it's just not—you know—it's just not funny. I think people think that it's funny when people fall. Sometimes, yes, it's not funny when somebody falls from two feet in the air. I mean, two stories in the air mm-hmm. and could bust their head open. Like yeah. that is not funny. And also, it just shows kind of how people dehumanize like sex workers, but especially strippers again, because it's like, aha, you felt like it's still a human being who fell exactly and like she that's for now that she because i was looking at her instagram and she's an esthetician she has put herself through school um from the money that she's gotten from um uh, dancing and it's like now she because she probably won't be able to do her esthetician work either yeah um and it's just like wow like how is she gonna um get her money now thank you and she raised like 30k yeah and her goal was um only 20 um but that also goes to show you how just shitty american healthcare is it really is but um she does like sabria said have a gofundme um that her best friend set up for her so be sure to follow her on twitter because on twitter you can find out information about her venmo her cash app her um her um her GoFundMe, yes, sorry. And just follow her at G-E-N-E-A underscore S-K-Y. So it's at Gina underscore Sky on Twitter to find out all her information. I believe her name is also the same on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But yeah, show our girl some love if you can because, you know, it's going to be a long road to healing. She says she's in tremendous pain. So I'm, you I know, wishing her well. All right, tea time. All right, so the first story for today is we're so proud of Dwayne Wade. So Dwayne Wade actually went on Instagram. I mean, she went on Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> not Instagram, Twitter later, but he went on to uh, Ellen DeGeneres and introduced, reintroduced his daughter, Zaya. 
So now Dwayne Wade's daughter has come out as a trans woman at 12 years old. And it's just been amazing to see, for me, to see a black man just stand up for their child and stand up against the toxic uh, masculinity and transphobia that is just, like, rampant in our community, Mm -hmm. undeniable, Mm -hmm. and to be like, this is my child, and it is my responsibility to guide her, to understand her, and to learn how I can support her. And stand firm in it, and it's like, yeah, I'm supporting her. Yeah. What are y'all going to do, get mad? Yes, my daughter was formerly known as Zion, but my daughter from now on will be known as Zaya. And that advocacy, it starts at home, and unfortunately so many people don't get it. Yeah. And I was reading uh, that Gabrielle Union actually reached out to the Pose cast to like, uh, like learn whatever she could to help support Zaya. And it's just like, Zaya is just like wise beyond her years. Like, I was getting scared because uh, Gabrielle Union actually posted a video of Dwayne Wade and Zaya like speaking. And like Dwayne Wade was just basically interviewing her and asking like, well, what is what is what does it mean to be brave even when people make fun of you? And what does it mean to to stand up for who you are, even though you know people may hurt, want to hurt you for it? And to be 12 years old and to understand that I know the risk, but I know the reward is greater. To me, it's like as an adult, I'm still learning it. Mm-hmm. So to see a child just be like, yeah, I'm standing like in who I am. And Zaya said, you know, be yourself. What's the point of being on earth if you're going to try to be someone you're not? It's like you're not even living as yourself. <laughs> See, she's not wrong. She's not wrong at all. And when she said, and you look in the mirror and say, "Nice to meet you," I'm like, "Whoa!" Yeah, that part right there, I was about to cry. I'm like, "Am I?" I, I think when I'm at when I'm at my best, I look in the mirror and I say that, I'm "Like, nice to meet." I like who you like. This is a girl I like. Yeah. But when I'm confused and I know who I am is not aligning with what I'm doing. I don't feel good when I look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, again, how do you know this at 12? What type of rich water are you drinking from to just make you so much smarter than everyone else? Like, I guess when you don't have to, when you not saying that she does not have internal battles, mm-hmm. when you grow up with support and not from people being like, no, you can't do this, no, you can't do that, when you could just live your truth, I just feel like, the wisdom just comes. It's just like, and you just, it just flows out of you because you're like, I'm just, what is, you know, yeah. What, what is there to say? Your brain is not dealing, your brain is not being clogged by these mundane, like, exactly. it's bullshit no, yeah. ass uh, pieces of information and notes. Like, your, your brain is just this clear path of what it should be, which is experience. Because that's very brave of her to just, like, go up to her parents and be like, this is who I want to be called. This is how I see myself. Like, that is just to not have that fear in your heart. Like, I used to be fucking scared to ask, like, my mom, could I get a fucking Evan Sevenfold CD? And, like, I still haven't, like, formally, like, come out out to my parents even though they're very accepting people it's just like you know they're accepting but like you know sometimes people are like you know i don't they give you that speech you're like oh, how the world will see you blah 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 
their thing like that. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like because the whole everything was just like the vibes just was like I was like wow this is exactly and it kind of made me um because like I always go back and forth like oh do I want to have kids I don't know it kind of made me like be excited because I'm like that's the kind of parent I want to be like I thrive on I never want to make a child feel afraid mm. like I always want them to be able to be like okay, I can talk to you. Like, I can honestly talk to you because I feel like growing up, I know sometimes my parents would say, I could, you could talk to us about anything. I didn't honestly believe it. Yeah. I felt like, okay, I'll bring this to you, but there's going to be some sort of backlash. Yeah, and like now I know the backlash will pass because I do think I can come to my mom and dad with anything. And I know the backlash is really not going to be it's going to go away you know what i mean like it's it's but the fact that there is backlash like yeah oh yeah absolutely like it shouldn't be there but i i feel like i can like get through that like i know for some people the backlash is getting disowned the backlash is getting hit physically the backlash is like being threatened financially and for me the backlash is just verbal so i'm like even that shouldn't happen but it's not you know it's all right but I, I'm I, I want to be, like you said be that parent where I, I stand in that like you can tell me anything mm-hmm. like and I will try my best to understand because like Dwayne Wade said it is your responsibility to not only love your child unconditionally but to learn how to support them in any way they need to be supported. That is your responsibility, okay? Your responsibility is not to just do a gender reveal and to post themed pictures and to spend $1,000 on a cake for a one-year-old who has no motor skills. <laughs> your responsibility is to do the hard work, too. Mm-hmm. So I really I really love that. I feel that. like some people truly don't protect their their children, they let the world. They're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be your ass, and I'm gonna let the world be your ass. <laughs> and also, I feel like they are scared to be themselves. How can a grown up sure. afraid to be themselves teach a child to be themselves? Mm-hmm. Because so often they're like, no, 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 everyone's gonna. They really are afraid of being like made fun of or being different. And it's just like that is like, please handle your shit before you go reproduce. How are you gonna teach a child to be brave when you're not brave? People just don't get it. Woo, 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 woo. So, the Oscars. Moving on into that one. Uh, Me, I didn't watch it. <laughs> Same. Where was I? I was home, but I just felt like... Oh, I was, I was out. So, we said that what we were going to do is just summarize the Oscars with some words based on what we saw. Mm-hmm. And the first statement for me is beautiful gowns. Parasite. Um, Eminem, unfortunately. Um... Janelle Monet, lose yourself in the music, the moment, like um, Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs> um, Brad Pitt and Regina King. Huh? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> but black people lusting over white men again. We're just like, oh, I see something. I'm like, it's Come like on. I want to tell y'all if that man wanted a black woman, he would have married one. And guess what? He didn't, and he never will. <laughs> because see, that's not him. Was it who was he with? Thandy Newton. I guess. Yeah, they was dating at one point. But the problem is, who cares? Like, who cares? Y'all just so so obsessed with pig skin. Yeah. But, um... Honestly, I'm trying to think of what else I knew about it. Like, um, Parasite was a big one. A Parasite again. Um, Jojo Rabbit. Um... Yeah, I didn't know about that one. I like the title. I want to see the film. Um, because it's a film. Um... Tracy Ellis Ross. True. Um, what the Gold Party? Oh! This is a good one. I forgot his name. Matthew Cherry? 
I think yeah, don't know more. <laughs> um, so he won for a short film, Black Eye. It was called Hair. Oh, okay, yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking and, about. And um, it was Matthew, yeah, Matthew H. Harry won uh won a Oscar for Hair Love, and in 2012 he said, "I'm going to win an Oscar. I'm claiming it." In 2016, he says, "I have an Oscar winning." idea based on this picture if do any animators follow me mm. he won an oscar that he is amazing to see he got it jesus um, like my i just got goosebumps isn't that crazy yeah so, so yeah he won for um for hair um which is a big deal a lot of um people of color won um shia labeouf shia labeouf um He's not a person of color, by the way. I just <laughs> had I it popped always, in my mind. Um, I always forgot how to pronounce his name, but he is from, he's a man of color. So hot. Um, he directed Thor. Um, he directed other things as well, but that just popped in my head. But mm-hmm. he's he's from New Zealand. Um, he's an indi- And he's indigenous. Awesome. Um, and he won an award. That's amazing. Um, and what else? Um, who was the host? Oh, my God. Who was the host? Did they not have one? I think they didn't. I don't know. All I can say, they said that the viewings are continuing to decline, and this was the lowest rating. Yeah, because nobody gives a fuck. Anymore. Because, uh, like, honestly, y'all gonna have to get a little bit more creative. And, like, just this idea of, like, needing, a, again, like we talked about before, accolade to, like, really, really put a stamp on your work. Like, for me, the, the people decide, not the people decide my worth, but that is my success. How many people, or, being able to make people feel good is the reward. Like, I'm sorry. Like, thank you for the honor. Like, who's not going to be thankful when people say, hey, your work deserves this gold trophy? But for the most part, that's not what's guiding people's worth anymore. It's the response. The only award that I would be like, I like that is like, you know, as a filmmaker, planting the seed that I would love to win as an independent spirit award. But like who really gives a fuck about the independent spirit but award? Yeah, and it's cool to be like, I want something, right? That's a, if I don't get it, I'm not gonna be like, ah I'm such a nigga. The only award that I really, really, really want is one a niggy. <laughs> Period. I, I want a niggy. I would love to win a niggy. I as want well. a niggy award and I also want a black girls rock award. I feel like Oh I would love that I, too. That, I was imagine, gonna be invited actually. Imagine winning a niggy and an Oscar. <laughs> If I want a nigga and an Oscar, I'm going to get you a bitch that can do both, okay? <laughs> I can do both. That is true sophista ratchet shit. Like, that is my brand, winning a nigga and an Oscar. I I want, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, I, the words is just like, what, like, when I tell you, like, I didn't even have FOMO. I was talking about some other shit. Right? I, just, I, get, I just be wanting to see the gowns. That's it. Yeah, all that's I wanted I to do about. was go to Beyonce and Jay-Z after Oscar Oh, Kristen, Kristen Wiig looks really cute. I haven't seen her. Oh, no. The girl who played Peach and uh, you. Ah, she's at the Oscars? I think she was. Like, the thing is, there's, oh, vanity Fair, they, there's a Vanity Fair. And movie. also that gold party that Beyonce and Jay-Z threw. I think that was Oh, it. and everybody was, um, com- Renee Zellberger said something, and people was commenting. They was like, meet us at the bar. I'm like, y'all Joe is shit. I don't know. I would have wanted to come to. I'm like, what's No, but they was co- they was commenting on Renee Zilberger. So she was like, oh my, she said only Beyonce could get me out past my bedtime or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, Mindy Kyling posted, and she was like, see you there. And I think Gabriel Union was like, oh, 
Let us know when you get to the bar. That's fun like as this. shit. Like I'm like, what? But, I'm like, what bar y'all at? No, put what it in the group. Put it in the group chat. No, I like seeing that. Like I like seeing that. <laughs> I'm so nosy though. That's why I like seeing it. Cause I'm yeah. like, what y'all doing? Y'all at the bar? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the bar that we not allowed. Stop, Sabrina. Don't do that. That just made me so sad. Yeah, we're not going to that bar. Yeah, I know that. But when you're reading it, you feel like you're part of it in the moment. No, I did not. I, I be knew, feeling. I be I imagining. About, it. I be having my hand on the chin, like, oh, that's I couldn't crazy. even imagine it. <laughs> Negative as shit. <laughs> like a Debbie Downer. I was like. I felt like I was I felt like I was outside and it was like handing me their bags and I was cold as shit. And I was like <laughs> I picture you in a bellboy outfit. <laughs> yeah, that's how I picture myself. Like, hey nigger, do me a favor. Can you park my limbo? You but yes, I'm asking, yes sir. Yes, yes, Miss Gabrielle Union. Yes, sir. <laughs> they have a hey nigger, dance. <laughs> you just start I don't know why I picture you like tap dancing hard as shit, like happy feet. Yeah, because I used to tap dance. <laughs> but that's how I picture myself when I was reading it I felt poor as shit <laughs> like you tell me about that I feel like real ass nigga give a fuck I picture me like on a bar dancing with like Gabrielle Union Iman, they weren't talking to you and then I look at you like get back out there nigga <laughs> like what is she doing here you a class traitor <laughs> I'm like ew she's back she's broke she's broke <laughs> I'm like check her pockets I have everybody Rolexes in my shit. I'm like, wow. We love a snitch. I'll be selling people credit cards while I'm dancing with them. I don't want it. Because I really can't steal. I'm not sneaky yeah. at all. I feel like I can't whisper. I can't steal. No. All right. You had to say no like that. Yeah, I'm not. I can't. I can't sneak. I can, my, I'm just thinking. About my mom be like, "Who that? Iman on the phone?" I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you the only person that think I'm loud. Well, you you and your mom. Everybody else, but I can't. What? What'd you say? <laughs> because they're they're just rude. <laughs> <laughs> Flustered as shit. Oh my god! <laughs> the other day I was making an announcement to the like students, <laughs> and I was like, nobody was really listening to me. My, my mentee was like, "Yo, your voice don't carry. <laughs> your voice don't carry at all." I'm like, this is so embarrassing. I'm like, excuse me, student. <laughs> Everyone, listen for a second. I have something to say. I was like that uh, TikTok. <laughs> That's crazy because I feel like your voice does carry. My voice don't be carrying. I feel like no. I feel like your your voice holds. <laughs> Me, neither one of us. Our voice don't be carrying. I know mine don't. People can talk. I don't even try. That's why I be getting frustrated when argue. I'm like, wait a second, no, wait a second, no. <laughs> I just sit back. I just be like, okay. I don't got that type of voice to be yelling. Yeah, that's why when people say I yelled. I'd be like, not me. <laughs> yeah, not her. There's times that I have yelled, and they're very significant, and there was a reason, but. <laughs> <laughs> You <laughs> said so there are times where I have yelled and they were very significant. Like, what? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck does that mean? They were very significant. <laughs> They're very memorable. Do tell. I'm picturing, like, when you yell, it was like crazy as shit. <laughs> My mom was yelling today about how, like, her teachers used to yell in school and it, I almost passed away. It was so funny. Um,. No, if I, I first of all, when I yell, it's just whining. It just it sounds 
terrible. <laughs> it sounds horrible. My mom be like, please stop all that screeching. <laughs> uh, get off my stuff, my brothers. <laughs> That's why in arguments, I'm like, and then I told you. <laughs> I said it. I told you what I needed. I located it. <laughs> because I'm like, a bitch is not going to be fucking crying with this, the, that voice. How could you? <laughs> Some dumb as shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> you said it was very significant. <laughs> Getting on back to tea time. I forgot uh, what we were talking about. I became Wendy Williams. Uh, so, <sighs> hot, the hot girl summer artist by the name of Megan, <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion, uh, there was a mugshot that appeared of her because y'all bitches can't mind y'all business, all right? Y'all are such new. Y'all obsessed with her. Y'all obsessed with her. Y'all want her. Y'all praying for her downfall. And I never I'm sorry, seen that's any the bit. truth. Y'all really praying for her downfall. God damn. And that's it's crazy. Because I remember there was a point in time where everybody was on, everybody I saw mention Megan Thee Stallion and had nothing but bomb things to say when she was on an up and up. But that's how you know you made it. And that's when why. When niggas just start hating out of that's nowhere. That scares me because I located, I'm a, I'm, uh, I hate to say it, I hope I don't sound ridiculous, <laughs> but there was a time <laughs> on Tumblr that I did use a slur that was not mine to claim, and I said it. And recently I was searching for the post, and I felt it. And the thing is, I will own up to it. Like, yeah, I said it, and that's me. Um, when you were, you said it when you were younger. And yeah, like, come and, on, can we look at the content, exactly. the growth, and but the, the development? But the thing is, I feel like people are so obsessed with, like, it's every, it's fine now because I, I ain't really nobody. But as soon as we hit something, people are going to be digging. Did you know it. that the podcaster or the artist <laughs> known as Frank and Femme once said that and she. And I'm like, yeah, I do know that I said that. I remember. I remember tapping the keyboard. I remember typing those words. And I also remember eating them. <laughs> and apologizing yeah. and growing. So, and I never said it again. But I think that what people need to know here is the uh, the the story. Like honestly, as much as this shit sucks, like if you get caught up saying something that was problematic, that was from your past, and now you've grown as a person, I think most of us can understand that it's the it's the response. Like if you go Kevin Hart on this, then it's going. That's the problem is in the response. The response indicates that you your belief is still the same. But if you go like Frank and Fem or Megan the Stallion and you explain the story, then like you're like okay, cool, thanks for the confirmation. And it's almost like not want to say good press but it's like a human it's like a real human moment mm -hmm. so with uh megan the mugshot appeared um and she was just saying how she was in this really fucking toxic relationship and at a concert she found out that her boyfriend had fathered a child and she got mad and tried to walk away and he began pushing her pulling her um she said she was pushing him back and she was just saying it was toxic. It was fun at the time, but it was very toxic. But I was young, and I thought that toxic shit was cute, but it's not. Do not let a nigga put his hands on you, and you don't put your hands on a nigga. Mm -hmm. I was really trying to keep the peace, keep it player, because we was in a public environment. But then she went on to say that he, like, you know, hit, like, stepped on her phone. And it just so happened, by the time she started really snapping, the police came. And when they asked her if he hit her she said no because she didn't want him to be arrested because but because niggas are bitches like jt was just saying recently <laughs> he told the cops that she did 
hit that him. That is so and she went to fucking jail. corny. So here's my thing. I believe everything Megan Thee Stallion said because she just don't seem like no liar. I'm no. sorry. What the fuck she got to lie for? No, she don't have to lie. We all know these niggas be acting funny. They do because like I've been caught slipping. We've all, we all know it. But I think the best, the best piece of information to take from this is don't let a nigga put his hands on you and you don't put your hands on a nigga. Like, soon as, as hands start being laid in relationships, then that's when there really needs to be a step back. Like, oh, okay, how am I hitting someone? How am I putting my hands on someone I love? Yeah. You know, it's clear that some wires have been crossed. Love, affection, and anger and shit like that are just on another level. And that's mm-hmm. like, that's you got to take a step back. Mm-hmm. So, hot girl, I don't know. They made it more lovable to me. Like, snapping on a nigga, I can, that I identify with. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck would you do? Not not just not just I cheated on you, but I have fathered the child. I would lost my fucking blinkies. I I'd have lost my grits. <laughs> so um, breakups and break-ins, Milano and Meek Mill. So All she is, it's been confirmed. I didn't think that they were. I didn't think their energy matched. Neither did I. I was like, I know that she's pregnant and they're matching and they're taking pictures together, but something <laughs> about the energy don't seem coupley. Yeah. But also, like, they don't have to seem coupley. They are. Yeah. Um. But, but I mean, it's a win for Philly. It is, but I. It's just this is so humiliating. Like I just like looking at his actions from the past week. I was like. I hate to say it. I hope I never sound ridiculous, but this man's a bitch. He is a bitch because he, sh- like, my thing is fucking let it go, okay? St- you should not be and talking. You shouldn't be uh, liking no memes or nothing like that about Nicki Minaj. That is very, You shouldn't like, be, like, it's, it's, you look mad. Troll. And you look like a troll, like a young bull. And I'm sorry, my nigga, you, you sit up here laughing at shit like, Bro, I'm pregnant. Worry about me. And he was like, me and my me and my girl, she pregnant here. Like, like you, that's childish. You sound 20 years old. Yes, and it's just like, I, it's so sad that, like, there's two, I guess, successful, I'm not going to say I guess, it's not like a hater, because they actually are successful. But one more than the other. <laughs> um, successful black men from Philly in their Bitches. Who? Who else? Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I'm not ready to throw Meek Mill completely with Kevin Hart because, like, honestly, Meek Mill. No, I'm just saying their actions. Like, I'm like, like, yikes. Can you keep it player? I can't believe. Yeah, like, I can't believe I'm probably, like, built heavier. We sturdier than Kevin Hart and Meek Mill, undeniably. If Jay-Z got my ass out of jail, I would not be acting like that. I would be on my Kaepernick shit. (laughs) (laughs) If it ain't about a sponsorship, I ain't got shit to say. Period. This nigga really be on Twitter like, what would you do if I could He like, I kind of got a crush, but I don't know. Yeah! (laughs) He like, I don't know. I just want a hug or kiss. I don't know. Anybody, any volunteers? He be like, who up that want me? He be like, hee hee. (laughs) <laughs> he he hearts heart eye emoji you like bro get the fuck out of here with that the fuck are you 12 come on, yeah come on with that I hate to say it I hope it don't sound ridiculous get out of here with that sissy shit <laughs> Meek Mill is a sissy That's a bitch ass nigga he's a I haven't called anyone a sissy in my life but Meek Mill is a fucking sissy People, men a big used old to, sissy pants men used to want me to do that to them what like it's called sissification <laughs> so they're like, you're a big fat sissy. Yeah, they want me to say that. Easy, easy money. I'm in the wrong field. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you I'm, that. I know, but remember you told me about something called a brat? That's yeah. what I am. 
Oh, yeah. I am a Brett. It's a Brett and it's a Brett tamer. Damn, what's a Brett tamer? Somebody who, like, gets the Bretts together. Do I, I don't think I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I get real angry when people start trying to get me together. I thought you wanted the truth. But like also, that. I do need a tamer because I would become, like, crazier and crazier and crazier yeah. every time I got what I wanted. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need, like, a tame. Like, we need a safe word. Like, all right, um, you going too far. But anyway, back to Meek Mills. Um, he really speaking a, of Brett's. Uh, he really, I just was like, bro, you really I just, a bitch. I just really thought he shouldn't have bought up anything about Nicki Minaj's brother. And the because, not because of, like, even if what you saying is true, that's not for the world to know. You sitting up here putting shit out about somebody you used to love for the internet. And then, yeah. two, you don't know how that could re-traumatize that victim. Like, people never, people try to weaponize stories that aren't theirs. Like, that's not your drama. That's it. not your tea. And you're going to really sit up here and try to pretend like you on this victim's side, but you're not. You're using the story to get back at somebody. And that is disgusting. That is that disgusting. Leave this woman alone. She's married. Stop. And I do I do wish Nikki didn't respond back, but at the same time, it's just like, yo, this is so ugly. You, I do. <laughs> I was laughing because I because she called him a bitch too. And um, in the when they was in the store, and like her voice called somebody a bitch is so cute yeah. and light, and that's so sick. She's like, you bitch ass nigga. Yeah, no, like, also really do feel like she hates him. Like, and I feel like he is still, in like, in love or interest or something. You know what? I've realized Taurus men are psychopaths. Absolutely. But I see it in Nicki Minaj's eyes. That she she despises her exes. <laughs> she don't like no ex. That's what... Who, that, it, who do? But but some of these bitches really... But I still got love for her. I feel I, like... I cannot be I feel like bitch. when with Nicki Minaj, from what I've seen so far... She be like, roll over and die, bitch. Like I, she, love, I love the energy. That's her energy. Like, the way she looks at him. Like, the way she types. I feel like she can't stand him. And he don't get it. Because, like, I feel like in, like the bitches he used to probably, I'm going to always have love for Remy. Like, you know, to ultimately, that's the. I hate no. a bitch like that. I hate. And if I feel like that, that, I'm keeping it quiet because I know it's I, stupid. I, I hate I got a nigga that I'm like, you know what, at the end of the day. We gonna. I'm always have love for you, but if you ever ask me about him, I'm gonna be like, no comment, <laughs> no comment. I ain't got yeah. shit to say. I'm not talking about him at all. The whole altercation was dumb, and how we found out how the couple was embarrassing. Yeah, like to be like, I'm sitting here with my girl. She pregnant now. I should like, yeah, ah. you said. <laughs> I would be like, bro, don't put, don't make, now don't make I'm this I was like, you should have, I was like, you should have And then, like, she sound like a bird, too, because he's like, we laughing. Like, that's not funny. If my nigga was doing that, I'd be like, stop. Stop, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, stop. Stop tweeting. Log off. I have, Deactivate. I would have had to grab his phone. Shh. I would have been, been like, stop playing. I would have been jumping on that shit with both feet. <laughs> Remember that video of that guy dancing and he started stomping? Exactly how it would have been on top of that phone. Period. Yes. All right. So I was going to talk about the baby having another baby, but it's just like, is that really news when rappers have multiple babies by multiple? That like, is so it's actually, nasty. But it's the rapper thing to do. It's like the rapper thing. It's Y'all a little Wayne thing. It's the future thing. Bitches. Like, and I didn't. I never thought that the baby was going to be a nasty bitch. But baby. the thing is, I feel like he's just going to always be... How do you? <laughs> when do it? When do it become? Um, if I were to get, um, essentially, I just uh, that's how I feel about the baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about the baby. 
Now you expose yourself. You might as well tell some. I don't post nudes, but you nothing. Yeah, but come on. All right, let me stop. I would really rather see your dick just sitting on your lap than to <laughs> see a baby sitting on your lap. A new one, but um, that's not by your baby mom. Well, this is baby mom now. <laughs> ah ha ha. Well, the the OG, the OG, the OG, the original. The one that looks like she can fight. Uh, so we're going to get into the sunken place. And it's going to be a little bit hefty today. Um, we just want to talk. I, In essence, we're going to talk about this quote unquote black legacy, black male legacies. Um, we're going to talk about how we switch up on our legends for real, for real, to defend black men who did not give a fuck about their own legacy. <laughs> so I just want to say something really quick. Like, if you want to be remembered for being great, you should do great things. If you want to be remembered for being good, you should do good things. Prince, I don't know shit to say. If you want to remember for being a person that is helpful, you should do like helpful things. But you cannot con- you cannot stain do something to stain someone else's life and then think, "Oh shit, no." But the fact that I gave, you know, $500 to that basketball team or the fact that I did this charity or the fact that I was really, really nice to my teammates that now everyone has to remember you for doing well when you when you did harm, okay? We mentioned last week that we didn't want to talk too much about, like, the Kobe Bryant situation. Like, we said it. We didn't want to talk too much about it because it was very triggering. It was, it was very soon. And it's possible that people could have very mixed feelings. But you could... Giving you the opportunity to just stop listening right now. Because if you are somebody who thinks that a person's past should be put on a back burner just because they died, then you're listening to the wrong show. And we tried to give it some peace last week because it was really, really fresh and it still is. But what we're doing now is we're throwing black women under the bus Mm -hmm. because they decided to bring up something that they didn't do. Okay, mm-hmm. Dale and Oprah didn't didn't were were not part of the Kobe Bryant sexual misconduct mm-hmm. case. Okay, Kobe was part of it. So for someone to bring up what he's done just because he's dead is not a crime. Yep, it's what has happened. Yeah, but everyone's response to when people bring up the, you know those little things but like rape. I'm just thinking about it. But it was okay to bring up. Whitney's drug addiction. Oh yeah, absolutely. To continuously Always. bring that up as a part of her legacy. Yeah, that that is who. That's all she she was. You know what I mean. But let's just go to the beginning here. So Gail King had an interview with Lisa Leslie, and if you know Lisa Leslie, she was one of like out of all the women in the WNBA, she was one that we all knew. You know what I mean. She's one that we all knew, especially um, in the early two thousands. So. In the interview, um, Gail said, it's been said that his legacy is complicated, talking about Kobe, because of sexual assault charge that was dismissed in 2003-2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? And um, Lisa said, it's not complicated for me at all. I just never see, have ever seen him being that kind of person that would be do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. That's just not the person that I know. And Gail said, Lisa, you wouldn't see it, though. As a friend, you wouldn't see it. And she said, and that's possible. I just don't believe that. And then she added that the media should be more respectful at this time. So, okay, I think that that was a fully loaded question, Mm -hmm. right? Because she's saying, you are a friend, you are a black woman, 
And this is the situation. How did that how did that happen for you? I do think that it was a useless question to ask someone who considered them to be uh, a friend of. Yeah, because they're going to be biased. They're going to be biased. And just like Lisa said, I don't see him that way. Mm-hmm. And that is just so insane to me how people can say, because I don't see somebody some way, mm-hmm. that now discounts what he has said himself, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is that he now see how his actions were not consensual. Right. So it's oh because I didn't see him as violent. He isn't. Do you he isn't violent. Do you understand the message that sends to people who have gone through sexual assault and their sexual assault was from someone who was popular? They were from someone that it it could be confusing to the victim themselves because they didn't even see the person as that. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been the fuck along with them, right? If you thought somebody was a monster, if they acted like a monster, why would you ever put yourself in a position to be alone with them? Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, most sexual assaults happen by people we know because why we trust them. They've exactly. done something to make us trust them. They've been charming. They've been nice. They've been sweet. Something happened. So why, like, I just don't understand why people have this one-dimensional, like, view of what a rapist is or what a a, a assaulter or aggressor is when nothing but facts have come out about what they are, how charming and Mm -hmm. manipulative they are. I don't really, all I know is that when I was a kid, the, the, even as a child, I was in like fourth, fifth grade when this happened, the rhetoric was you took, that's what we get for messing with the white women. They lie. They lie. They lie. They lie. And as a black woman, and as a child, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So that Kate, Kobe didn't do it. That yeah, woman lied. And then you well. get older and you go back and read and you'll be like, oh, no, this woman was like actually 18, 19 years old. So she was basically a child. Yeah. She was not rich. She was not uh, getting inspirational messages from social media at the time. Reporters were ruthless. Lawyers were ruthless. And she had to sit there and take it to the point where she was like, no, I'm out based on a technicality. And they settled because she didn't come to school. I mean, she's out. Be- she didn't come to court. Yeah, she didn't come to court, right? So she was out for that, and then they settled, and then he made an apology, like, okay, I see how, you know, I was consentful. And there was blood on his shirt, right? Yeah. So that was, like, how do you confuse consent as a grown man, number one? And number two, as a black woman, what does that say to me? That when, when like, my, I have to choose, once again, between my womanhood and my blackness. Mm-hmm. That's just not okay. So, Gail bought that up, regardless of if that was appropriate or not. I think it was 100% appropriate to ask that question. Yeah. Because for, for weeks, we have just been sending a message that forget what people have done because they have more money. Like, who knows what this might feel like to that victim at this point? Like, who knows that? Because that is, like, to me, because the person that, um, you know... And just something to me is somebody who is somebody who's like, if you see this person, they're like the perfect guy. They're like, you know, did all these things like they're in a um, what's it called for men? Fraternity. Mm -hmm. There's fraternity um, thing. Probably black called black women. Queen. Yeah. Did everything in college that you're supposed to do. Wear suits sometimes like very clean, an attractive person, you know, like works out occasionally just like a model citizen the guy that your parent would pick for you exactly and my parents actually did mm-hmm. and it's like i didn't really want to talk about the kobe situation because <clears throat> if it, and it's something that i buried like you know 
like what he did, you know, because I was so young when it happened that I it just like I buried it and I guess like subconsciously I thought like oh we all like forgave him but that to me is like one of my worst fears seeing somebody that did like me and it was kind of a similar situation like what Kobe said he was like now that I look back I kind of I see not I kind of see I see how you know that she it was not consentful like him saying that and it was kind of a similar situation you know what I went through and one of my worst fears is seeing this person like their face like big and them having a legacy and I like it's constantly having to be in my face I don't know what I would you know what I would do and then as soon as you know people try to bring it up and defend me it's like this is not the right time it's never the right time it's like when's the right time for my story when is a convenient time to talk about what someone's like gross flaw you know when is the convenient time to talk because even he said he said uh, I, I see how it wasn't. Yeah. You know. So it's like, but no, 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 no. And don't get me wrong. What happened to him was still tragic. Yeah. Losing your child and that and the other families and what his wife has to go through was tragic. But they shouldn't have to bear the burden of what he did. <laughs> okay. Like, let's separate. Let's separate that, okay? Let's separate Vanessa Bryant. Let's separate his children. Let's separate that because they didn't do it. There was one person who did it, and that's who we're talking about right now. So it is not disrespectful for someone to bring up what somebody has done that has caused harm on other people. And it is what people don't want to do is look at themselves and realize that what they're doing is not doesn't make sense. Because if you ask somebody, would you support a rapist? They would say no. But then you say, okay, but do you support Bill Cosby? Do you support... Then they feel ugly. They feel nasty. And to disassociate, they get angry. Mm -hmm. You're always trying to ruin black men. You're always trying to do this and the other. To the point where Snoop Dogg has actually came for Gail. There are so many people, Ari Lennox, who have came for Gail and Oprah Winfrey. And I'm sorry, I know Gail and I know Oprah aren't perfect because they're human beings and no one is. But what the fuck they have done for this community, what they've done for the black community, the hope that they instill, the fucking building schools, scholarships, broadcasting company. Oprah has her own station, has given so many black people the fucking platform to do what they want to do. And now you're saying fuck her and Gail, because they bought something up, Gail King is receiving death threats? Yeah, she's receiving death threats. And then also, like, Snoop Dogg said, free Bill Cosby and had Bill Cosby tweeting from jail. Like, this is what we doing? And then, like, I remember as a kid, Bill Cosby literally, like, talking shit about black men. Yeah. Like, until it's convenient. Now is the black man's legacy. And Ari Lennox, who is, again, Hotep adjacent, you know, she just, she gets online and, fuck you, gal. Fuck you, no, she Oprah. Said, she said Kel, Kel and Okra. You know, you're not going to sit here and you're not going to ruin a black man's legacy. All right? Let me tell you something. It is not my responsibility to fucking create or uplift or respect a legacy that is flawed on its own. That You're not going to put that shit on me. Yeah, all right? you because did what I, you did. Because if I am responsible for my own legacy, like, that's just it. Exactly. If I want to leave my footprints on the sand of time, like Beyonce said, it's what I do while I'm here. And I'm not talking about basic mis- mistakes, all right? We all are human. When you harm someone, when you harm someone, 
you have to be held accountable for what you've done. Exactly. And you have to make peace with knowing that that is the stain that you put on your legacy. So you can be the Black Mamba. You can be one of the greatest basketball players, one of the greatest athletes on earth. No one can ever take that away from you. But you can also be a rapist. <laughs> All right? And that's a, that's something that you created. And I don't do shit for uh, people who need to feel comfortable about their heroes being um, being predators, okay? Who I who I rep for are the victims and people out here who have to watch that and they have to know that oh, my assault doesn't matter as long as the person who did it has more money, has more popularity, and has more people behind him, then the action is now diluted. That's how I felt. That Like, watching it and stuff like that, I just was like, wow, like, I hope that, you know, the person who, you know, did what they did to me never gets that, like, level of, you know, fame and popularity as he did because it would just be an absolute, like, nightmare. And just keep that same energy when somebody in your life is, you know, in a situation where they did not consent. And let's just see if you care about the person's legacy as in their their profession or if you care about the harm that they caused the individual in your life. And then also, like, this gave me chills. Like, Bill Cosby saying, thank you, th- thank you, and thank you. Um, he wrote as his tweets addressed the rapper Snoop Dogg. He wanted to share multiple hashtags, including stop tearing down black men and enough is enough. Um and he like wrote a bunch of things. Um, he said, Are these people in need of fame, ratings, and our money on behalf of myself, Camille, and my family? Thank you, thank you, thank you. My heartfelt prayers are with Kobe and his family, as well as Michael Jackson and his family. May their legacies live on forever. When they brought me in my gated community and placed me in, they brought me from my gated community inside of my penthouse. They didn't win, nor did they silence me. I'm so sad and disappointing, disappointing that successful black women are being used to tarnish the image and legacy of successful black men, even in death. Um, here's my thing. His death not coming soon enough. Damn, like, yo, why is he still? Why don't we have Prince, but Bill Cosby is still kicking it? Like yeah, that is insane that to me. But like, for me, it's just like again, this whole like protect black men. It's not. We do need to protect black men. But not from their own histories. Like, like you want me to protect you from your own past? Like this, y'all taking this black superwoman thing to a whole nother level. Now we supposed to erase what you did also, for your legacy. Like, also, it's like Bill Cosby. You literally did that. You, stuff. you, you drugged people. People have been talking about this for years. But oh shit, you wore sweaters and made us giggle by wiggling your eyes around. So we supposed to forget what you did and that your legacy is supposed to override the sexual misconduct. All right. No, uh, that's not how that shit work. It's just not how it work. And we, like I said, we do need to protect black men, but from the police, <laughs> we need to t- protect them from toxic masculinity. Sometimes from themselves. We need to protect them from each other <laughs> themselves. We need to protect them um, in realizing that it's okay to be human beings. We need to protect them in realizing that it's okay to smile. It's okay to not be so masculine it's okay to depend on somebody to ask for help it's okay to um 
you deserve to be in certain spaces. You deserve to not be feared. You deserve to be respected. You don't always have to be the disciplinarian in every organization you go through. You don't have to carry your family. There's a lot that we need to protect black men from. But to protect them from their own flaws, that is not what I'm signing up to do. What y'all niggas need to do is get the fuck therapy. What you need to do is come. Like, I don't know how to reform a rapist. I don't know how to forgive one. I don't I don't know because I have no feelings for people who invade others because that's what you've done. Like, and, and to me as a person, I don't say what I've gone through because I just don't seeing how people react. It's like, why would I share? You know, why would I ever open up? Why would I ever share? Because that is so painful. And to hear people just dilute it like, oh, that was long ago. But I carry it. That wound is here. It's open. And to think that Oprah was somebody who's going through such gross, you know, sexual assault and to lecture her about a legacy of someone that like, do you understand what she has gone through? Like, really? So I'm just like what we the message that we send to victims, we the growth that we made is not enough. Like, it's just not enough. We need to get better. And it's just not I, we just need to get better. It was so gross seeing people scream, fuck Oprah and Gail, like out of all people. Like literally send death threats. I just was like, what is happening? Y'all are so misinformed. To Gail King? Like, this is like, do you understand? Look around and see how many journalists you see doing what she's doing. You know what I mean? And and you fuck Gail King because of a uh, athlete. Cause of your favorite athlete. She bought up what he's done. Like really? <sighs> Insane. I'm like, we can we we could just end the show for real, for real. But we can't because there's common senses. And we have one more person to really discuss and just do you have any final thoughts? I just No. I, I feel like you, that's it. That's it. So we're going to move on into common senses. Um, and right now we're just talking about Chad Hanks. We're, we're talking about Chad Hanks because <laughs> we're talking about stealing and gentrifying our lives. Like, I feel like we there is this uh, this like assumption that white people are just gentrifying like our neighborhoods, but they are gentrifying everything. And they really, really, really don't get it. They're gentrifying our ideas and meetings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're gentrifying our style and the fucking... The way we tweet. The way we tweet, our makeup, our hair. And, like, honestly, the gaslighting is what's driving me the most insane. Yeah. It's being like, it's not stealing. Like, black people don't own everything. It's like, it's ours. It's not yours. And you're not even doing it right. You're not doing it the right. Thing that then why are you doing it if it's just if it's for everybody? Like I'm like I, I don't know. It's just like why are you? Why did you choose to do that instead of just doing something that was more white? Like I don't know. <laughs> like why are you speaking like you're Jamaican? Like yeah, like what the fuck? That was wild as fuck. And like the thing that um, because like yeah, I be laughing at like Chet Hanks and stuff. But the scariest part is he is a father to a black child. That is, huh. but like, don't it be like that? Like, look at the Kardashian slash Jenner crew. Like, they still out here wearing they fucking box braids, not <laughs> with, with black babies who don't even have box braids. But yeah, they do. Like, they're all their kids here is like just you know, afro straight. But then them, they got fucking lemonade side feedings, and it's like really that is so crazy to me. 
Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just was going through my notes, and it's not funny, but I just saw Oprah's quote. She's not doing well. (laughs) And I feel like that's me about myself right now. Like, she is not doing well at all. He uh, Also, during the Oscars, they left. He he was not on the red carpet. Oh, yeah. Chat. Um... (laughs) Tom Hanks has had a wholesome, non-scandalous career. And as soon as he let his fucking wigger-ass son out the house, because I didn't even know he had a child. I knew he had... I knew he had a son who had a black girlfriend and a, a black baby mom, and I knew that he was rapping at some point, but I had never seen him. I just imagine like what certain people's kids look like. Like I don't be knowing what they look like, but I'm like, okay, cool. They probably just look like you know, they just probably look like they look. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's probably nothing. Cr- I, I don't need to know them. You know, until they start doing something that makes them noble. Like, all right, we know Alec Baldwin's daughter, Haley Baldwin. We know, like, Lionel Richie's daughter, Sophia Richie. When they start getting in their own lane, but other than that, it's just like they may not want to be known. So I don't be researching people or caring or anything like that. So when I seen him, I was like, okay, why is he speaking like that? He was speaking, what's it called, Patois? Patois? Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. I about to say that Jamaican voice. (laughs) But the language that is con- said, the, the tongue. Big up. Yeah, I said, what? Oh, my God. So, you know, when people start getting on him about that, like, hey, yo, can you stop doing it? Because he clearly was doing it as, as a joke. He just, like, he, he start taking that, oh, he get a plate thing too far. Yeah. And He's somebody that I would never give a plate to. But my th- I stop. Black people stop giving people plates. I would never give no. First of all, I would never give y'all motherfuckers plates. That's Period. another people in the sunken place. Black people, all the all white person got to do is like spin around with like a bucket hat on. They and fucking, they like, oh, he get a plate. I knew the streets was done when they <laughs> when they fucking gave Tom Holland a fucking plate when he was doing that dance. I said, y'all too easy. <laughs> the streets no. is done. When Nick Jonas was singing Jealous with the black choir behind him and P- niggas was lusting like, oh, he definitely get a plate. <laughs> like, yo. First he of all, he though. hired, like, the thing is that song slips, don't get me wrong. I fucking love that song. And I, I like that rendition, if we being real. But is, why can't we just enjoy it and that's it? We don't have to convert exactly. white people. Like, it's just, like, God and damn. also, he was trying to gay the audience. He couldn't get the gay niggas. So he said, let me get the nigga niggas. <laughs> let me get the black niggas. And we was right there. Exactly. We was right there. You should have held firm. Including like the me. I, I, that song was good. It was a good song. He said, you're so sexy, beautiful, and everybody wants a taste. That's right. But yeah, everybody was like, yeah, he, yeah, y'all giving out all these plates and shit. Yeah, and Gary like, Owens is thinking he's like, the, he think he gonna host the niggies, like Gary Owens. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Owens, y'all should have never let him on Comic View because he, he been, like he is oh, decaying. My God, I hate Gary Owens so much. And he got black kids too, don't he? Gary, yeah, Gary Owens would come up to me like, listen here, sister, let me tell you how to keep your hair natural. And I will elbow him in his fucking face. <laughs> like, do you know how mad you got to be at somebody to elbow them in their face? Like, seriously. Like, I, no. But Remember st- he was arguing with a black girl on Twitter? Was that him or was that the other guy who, uh, Love sports, and he talked about the girl wig, and she oh, told him he looks. Two of them. It's it's two of them. One Gary. Oh no, it wasn't Gary Owens. It was the other. Not, his, Michael Rappaport. That's his tether. 
Oh my God, yeah, that's crazy. The Michael guy is the tether. He's the one that's mean. Gary Owens is it's just, just goofy. G- Gary Owens is goofy, but he really think he light skinned and it's like so annoying. This is the whitest fucking man I've his ever seen. His whole stand up was about his wife being black and about how his sons is black and like yo. And they were like, they don't even think them not kids. And you know what? Our community hired him. Damn, her titties big as shit. What his wife? Yeah. Let me see. Jesus. Whoa. Me, <laughs> me when I lose more weight. <laughs> He's so happy to be with her. God damn. Anyway, back to Chet, okay? So he questioned, why does it have to be, when people start getting with him about, like, you know, cultural appropriation and stuff like that, and he was saying it's because the whole idea of theft, of they steal from us, they it from us, they take for themselves and benefit off of it without helping the people they took it from. Why does it have to be all about stealing? Why do you have to look at it as a <laughs> white person who's wearing braids and gold teeth is trying to manipulate and steal from black culture? You are, Why, <laughs> why can't it just be he loves black culture and that he just speaks to him? Isn't it just easy to look at it from the other perspective, which is just people like what they like they love what they love and nobody should have a problem with that so my thing is here this is why i hate fucking easygoing people right to say why can't we just do it like why can't we just like this trend why can't but because, where did you, who did you get it from or because when we do it we don't just we don't just not get credit for it we lose jobs okay we lose. I can't go to work with gold teeth, or I can't even go to work with um with my a head, head wrap. Yeah, with a head wrap on. Okay, there. And honestly, this braid, this braid exception has just started happening. Mm-hmm. Back when we, I was graduating college, exactly, because we was having literally, we were having meltdowns. Yeah, meltdowns about how we have our hairs for interview in twenty fourteen. In 2014, when we graduated college, it was like, yo, we got to have our shit pressed out for interviews. This idea of wearing box braids to an interview, that that's very new. That's very that's fucking very yesterday. New. And I can tell you when it became acceptable. It's when white women start showing up on fucking Mary Clear wearing cornrows and when they, when they were talking about Kendall Jenner's hair and mm-hmm. when the Kardashians and all these other white folks started wearing their braids that's when it was like well well it's not just a nigger thing now everyone's doing it and let's not forget who it came from this whole thing with the long nails black women yes, have it impo- black women and, and latina women have been doing this for years the decorations on every nails the stiletto nails it did not become acceptable until the mainstream slash white people start doing it and now it's okay for us to wear those ballerina stiletto nails to an interview to work when before we would have possibly been talked to about it the dyeing the colors that shit that our moms our dads we would have been talked to about it we would have had orientation about it and that's what it is it's not just that oh you guys are gaining from our culture it's that we lose when we do it and y'all have to be our entry ticket into being acceptable Mm -hmm. you gentrify everything everything and it is stealing it's so insane for a white man a white man that probably looked the same as somebody from the fucking 1700s who was on a fucking (laughs) slave ship or 1600s on a slave ship has has no idea of the the historical context between being a white man and stealing why he should be more sensitive how you like on how on one end zaya 
Dwayne Wade's daughter can be so can use can use her privilege to just open her mind up and how some person could use their privilege to close their mind up. I literally feel like it's embedded in white people's DNA to just be like everything is about me. Everything's about me and I don't look at the history. <laughs> exactly. And the world revolves around me. The because, world, yeah. Because, like, I saw a tweet this morning and I feel that um, somebody, I think um, he does a YouTuber, he was like, I'm so tired of everything being about my, like, everything about being about race. And I feel that. Yeah. Like, he was saying that uh, because it's just like, literally everything we do, we have to think about race. Even me double texting a white man that I'm, like, dating. I'm thinking about, oh, look at me, this fucking nigger begging. Like, it's just like <laughs> something like that. It's like something that somebody wouldn't even, like, think two shits about. Yeah. Because even you was doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just like everything is so exhausting. It's like you want the fun shit, but you don't want the exhausting part. Like, even, like, said, like, how I do my hair or even, like, when – so. I'm used to, so I go to both LA Fitness and Planet Fitness. Depending on what LA Fitness I go to, sometimes I feel weird about taking my wig off and putting it in a locker. Yeah. As to, like, I never thought, I never thought about it when I went to Planet Fitness. Like, because a lot of Planet Fitness are primary, primarily, like, black people. Yeah. Um, And I never thought twice or about it. Or wearing your scarf in there. Yeah. It's like all the girls or my, or got... My, or my do-rag. And the thing is, wearing your scarf, your hair ripped, your bonnet, anything in the gym, I have no no thought in my mind like, oh, she a mess. I'm like, her shit is laid underneath that. Or her wig is probably like at exactly. home. Like, you know, it's just, it's a cultural thing. But even when we went to like that LA Fitness out there in the like suburbs, like there was a white man who kept checking on us, Right. Not one employee has ever fucking checked on me in my nigger LA Fitness. So yeah. I was like, why? Like, it's just you have to wonder now. Are you doing this because new? we are the, we're new and you want to check in and maybe you're trying to prove that like, hey, I see you. Like you're trying to make me feel comfortable, but me not knowing. And then you sit in like meetings and you say ideas and then you have white people repeat their ideas but somehow the part about you suggesting it has been dropped off the idea and you have to be like okay was that on purpose or did you genuinely do you genuinely think when I say things that are good ideas because we're on the same team this is your idea now you know what I mean like that's not how it goes so that that is that's stealing so that's White people steal from me every day. You steal my energy. You steal my <laughs> ideas. You're stealing my neighborhood. And now you're fucking stealing the way, like, a, a sector of my brothers and sisters talk. So that's why stealing hurts. It's exhausting. Stop gentrifying everything. And Let. speaking of gentrifying, I never thought that where your mom lived, like, I never thought I would see those blocky-ass houses. I have never, I never in a million years I thought, that While we're talking about gentrification, let's just talk about the disrespect of it, okay? Like, sorry, I just felt like fire in my heart because gentrifiers have no respect for the character of black neighborhoods, like, or not even just black neighborhoods because, like, there are places like Fishtown and in South Philly oh. that are absolutely not black neighborhoods, but they're, like, you know, they have their own character and culture. And what the fuck do these developers do? They drop these homes in that look nothing like the rest of the community. They are messing it up. It's a stain. Like, our neighborhood, like, in Philly, it's, like, almost, like, colonial-style brick houses. It's a lot of brown. It's just this homey, 
charm and look to it. And I'm sorry, maybe I'm just a little bit blind. Like even these these blocks that other people don't think are beautiful with these abandoned houses, I think there's nothing uglier than when that house with a weird shaped window that's super gray just comes being dropped right in the middle. Like that's not how the neighborhood looks. Like no respect for the neighborhood or the future of the neighborhood how exactly. it will look. And that reminds me. So we're getting our backyard done. Um, like my parents are like fixing up the house and we getting our backyard done. And there has been a gate that's been there for years. Like I'm talking fucking years since I was a kid. And it's the gate to my house and the gate um with the construction of the backyard, the gate they had to take the gate down in order to like put down um like the new um cement and the neighbors next door who are I knew um, who their parents, I think, bought that, um, like, house for them. Of course. They text my dad and was like, um, you, um, you knocked down our gate. We all was like, I don't know if y'all ever seen, it's this video of, um, he's like, it's this black guy and this black girl walking, and this guy was like, hey, you bumped into me, and they both looked at each other and was like, ha! That's how, <laughs> that's how we felt, like, you're gay, like, that was our, that's our gate, like. And the like, fuck are you and about? The, y'all didn't even do it. No, it so was, was like, doing construction. So, what the fuck you think happened to our backyard when the construction at that fucking blocky ass house was being built? But not no X question. This is what you've done. Like no. Yeah. I know you've done something because you're black. You're a nigger. Like you've done. What something. the fuck is it? I said what the I said not y'all not gonna talk like that. Not doing black history. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? We have literally there has been a tree in my fucking backyard since I was a fucking kid, and has been and and the tree helped with um. Like blocking the sun, that tree is fucking gone, and it's just it's like gone. the thing with gentrification is that it's not that the neighborhood is being built up. It's not that the abandoned houses are being flipped. It's what is being happening to people who people have been here out. and who have been surviving. Like, why can't good come to our neighborhood and we benefit from it? Like, why, in order for good things that. to come to our neighborhood, it looks like less of us and more of of unfamiliar faces? Like, you were like. I live, like, in North fucking Philly. Like, I live in North Philly, and, like, it's not that I look to the right and I see white people now, right? I mean, even though that is disturbing, that's, like, not the problem. The problem is that when you look to the left and you see the lady who has been there since the 70s, and it was her grandmother's house, and then before her grandmother, it was her mother's house, and it's been passed on to her, and she's telling me that people are trying to get her out of the neighborhood. And I'm hearing, like, it's, like, and yeah, also... Yeah, they want to, um, they keep on, like, I don't know how the fuck they got my number, but they keep yep. texting me. Yep. They keep calling me about Same with house. my mom. They be going about taking pictures, everything. Yeah, they, 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 yep, they take pictures. And then the saddest part about it is that, you know, this woman, you know, people, I think people think that whether she abuses drugs or not, right? Don't don't weaponize her problem to take her family home away when she's been here. She don't bother nobody. I do drugs too, okay? <laughs> and I, I don't I deserve to be in the house. We all do them, right? We're all doing them in the comfort of our own home. Yeah. So it's like, why are you sitting up here trying to like put this lady on the street? And I like had a heart to heart with her and she was just telling me like 
you know, I, sometimes I get lonely in this house because being a little girl in here and then everybody who raised you in here passed away. But I say to myself, she said, before I party, before I buy me a drink, before I go out, this bills will be paid because that home is her pride and joy. So it's like you trying to strip people. That's what's wrong with stealing, Chet. That's what's wrong with stealing. Like, that's what's wrong. That's why everything is about stealing because the what we have is our livelihood. What we have is our history. Like, what we have is our legacy. When And what we're dealing Dealing with is an uphill battle every day. Mm-hmm. And like uh, for a lot of us, our energy is on negative 5%. And every time we see somebody speaking patois when they're white, it goes down negative 1%. And every time somebody steals from us in a meeting, it goes down again. And it's just like breaking us down. So the least you could do is just shut the fuck up and not speak that or do a, that. Or, yeah, or acknowledge what you're doing. Not and pretending has, like, yeah. like you're not, like, I'm not doing that. What? Yeah, or like, why are you guys just always trying to make like? Now we have things like snowboarding and blonde hair, and black people take part of that. Y'all not hurting. <laughs> Y'all not hurting in the culture scheme. Yeah, you're not Y'all, losing you're jobs. Not, no, and your energy is not on negative. You're not going into meetings and saying every day my black woman boss steals from me. She takes my ideas and she puts them on his own, and nobody believes that me as a white man is capable of this job. As a matter of fact, your mediocrity is celebrated every day. Like someone was just saying, Justin Bieber fucking sucks. He should not be a star. He do. Jacquees is more fucking talented than him with them whack ass dance moves because J- Justin Bieber cannot hold a no to his own songs he sucks and again i miss back in the day when they used to haze boy bands because they used to to sound better when they had nsync running on a treadmill singing and stuff like that like get back to that because these new artists all they do on stop relying on that body let me tell you something all they do is lay in the bed and get on the elliptical and then go walk into the studio they don't do nothing to prepare beyonce i feel like is the only one still preparing like crazy yeah these bitches don't be preparing yeah we're gonna definitely get off topic but <laughs> yeah i was like huh yeah How do we get i'm like i'm sorry i just had to take it to beyonce real quick <laughs> reeling it back in in conclusion in conclusion <laughs> Just to stop stealing. Like, just stop In conclusion, go away. <laughs> go to the suburbs. Like, go, go. Well, like, I just got a question. Where were you guys before? <laughs> Seriously, because I feel like, no. no. Did you see that video of people in Rittenhouse Square and they was, like, being weird and shit? <sighs> like my cousin Marky said, there ain't no more thorough niggas no more. <laughs> That's why I'm like, that's exactly why I stay in West Philly. That's why I stay in no, North no, that's Philly. That's why I stay in the house. That's why I stay in the house. I'm like, I, like, one of my, another fear of mine is, so it's like this area where I live is the Avenue. And the Avenue. The Ave. They ain't touch that shit. That shit is still ghetto as fuck. And it would make me so sad like to see an avenue like I feel like that shit would break me you know that gift of that little boy and that one tear come out of his eye that's the same that's what I would do even like that there's certain parts me. of the hood that like my mom was telling me since she was a kid and they were like nah that's always been a Nikki award like it's always been like top tier like nigger content yeah that's so how the avenue like, is it's, th- it's, yeah. all the, it's like four state stores they already they they closed one Chinese store down I never go to Chinese store down there but the fact that it's closed yeah. I'm like uh, that don't sit well with me exactly. but like and then like there's places like 22nd street um, in North Philly yeah. who, who's just a hub of black businesses and like, like the place where um fucking crazy 
crazy hair? Is yes, it, crazy wave. Yeah, crazy wave. Yes. The, like that area, I'm Air, like, yeah, oh, when they start gentrifying Erie Avenue in Nice Town, I'm getting the fuck ASAP. Because the streets is done. The streets is big done, and we've lost. <laughs> Sorry. We lost. We've it. lost. Ble- we gotta go. I'm moving right to the Northeast if they do that. Because I'll tell you something. They're not going out to the Northeast to gentrify because it's not conveniently located near anything. Also, like, the Northeast is just whatever. The Northeast is honestly the saddest place on earth. I know. I was just recently there with Imani, and I was like... The Northeast is just for people who just want a shelter. That's it. Yeah. They don't want no character to their neighborhood. They don't want no fun, no community events. They shit. They shit. They got shit called like pizza. Yeah, that's it's like that pizza be, and T-Mobile. Their store would be like ice cream store, pizza store, and you be like, hey, is anything vegan in here? They be like, no. They be like, what? They be like, we got Chick Fil A up the street. I'm like, that's the coolest thing the Northeast <laughs> got is a Chick Fil A. That's like fine dining in the, in the Northeast. And Target, maybe. And but they target be dumb. Like it don't never have. It like, be like a hat. The like you. It be like the um. Like you know that I think it's on Spring Garden. That target yeah. is not a full target. And the shelves be empty. All it's the like time. a target to go. The shelves always be empty. It had like one Paw Patrol toy. Yeah. And an Apple Watch. <laughs> and then you go to the hair section and you just see Pantene. You be like, where the Camille Rose and my Yellow Organics? They're like, mm, we had one bottle of Shea Moisture in inventory, but I that sold out earlier. Hate it here. That's another thing. If like once they start like. Getting rid of hair stores and shit. I'm definitely, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, like, bro. no, seriously, this is what happens when they, like, they took away segregation. They just should have left everything alone. Oof. Leave me the Like, fuck you know alone. how, like, uh, Asian people have, like, Chinatown? Why can't we get, like, I wish we had this. Blackie Town or something? Like, where we Nicky just have town. Nigger Town, where we just go and we seriously have just our things. Like, we can't, we never can have our things. Like, ever, ever, ever. And when we do have, like, okay, all black spaces, it's because we're forced in here because of, like, policies like redlining from before we were born. It has nothing to do with, like, opting in. It has nothing to do with, like, community. It's like a space where everybody just was born here and trying to survive and don't know about anything else. Stop stealing. Um, That's it for this week's show. Do you have anything else to add? No, I got to, I've been having hiccups, like, real bad recently. Oh, wow, that means you're growing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would. Hiccups be annoying when you older. It's like, I really have no time to hiccup. I got to talk. I got to like. I know, like I, right now, that yeah. shit hurting the fuck out of my chest. Well, yeah, we definitely going to end. Uh, hey, guys, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch and follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. Um, you can also hit us up on the, the emails at, G, at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. Yes, I'm going to be checking them emails because it's hooked up to my gmail. Yes, so now that Shabria is checking it, it's going to be thorough because I'm the shittiest email checker, text I checker. Love, I love emails. <laughs> I don't know why. I have a lot of unread emails, and I like it's a beast of its own. I just really need a new email at this point because it's so crazy. Um, but yeah, definitely hit us up there. You can find me on Instagram at imamatay. You can find me on Twitter at it's matay and Sabria at frankenfem underscore on Twitter and it's frankenfem on Instagram. Also, guys, thank you so much for the reviews. We saw a new one this week. Please give us some five-star reviews. Please leave us some comments. That's how people find us. And, like, we try to make 2020 our year for real. So any way you can help us, because, you know, we do appreciate the listens and the support. But just any way you can help other people discover us, like, it, it really, like, goes a long, long way. So thank you so much. Have a fantastic week. Have a happy Valentine's Day. We love you guys. Bye. Peace.